Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, everyone. Thank you for spending your lunch break with us. I'm your host, Joe Perello, here with Catching Up with Bob LaBelle, joined by the man himself, Bob LaBelle. And, Bob, I normally give you a really long introduction and everything, but uh, I just finished up watching these old sports vignettes you used to do. I believe you used to cut into the Johnny Carson show, The Tonight Show. Uh, all pretty goofy stuff from when you worked at Channel 4. And we're going to post them on Sweet Sports in a little bit, but uh, I was laughing out loud. Those must have been pretty fun to make uh, back in, I guess, uh, the 80s and 90s, huh? Yeah, you know what? I I remember a few of them. Uh, there's some that were more of a favorite of mine than others. Uh, we, we had, you know, back then it was a little, how can I say, it was a lot looser, and um, mm-hmm. we had a lot more freedom, and I had a producer, a producer and director that hung around after the news, and, you know, that little update was just kind of something to film, so we decided to make it a little more entertaining. <laughs> My favorite one, yeah, well, I can tell you my favorite one, uh-huh. I have a favorite one. The favorite one is the Minnesota Twins, but um, mm-hmm. I don't even know if you remember that one. I talk to myself, <laughs> that's the one where you were talking to yourself? <laughs> yes, that's my favorite one. <laughs> but there's, I got some, no, other, really there's some other pretty good ones. Yeah, no, there are some really good ones, and if those of you listening home aren't, aren't familiar with them, they used to cut in. There, there were little short updates on what happened in sports. They used to air on WBZ during uh, the Tonight Show, and it was usually Bob doing something goofy. Uh, there's one where you're an old-timey guy, you're talking in black and white. But the good old days come back. Yeah. There's the Minnesota Twins where you're talking to yourself uh, across across the desk and things like that. And we're we're gonna post it this weekend. Uh, some I I'd like to see really them. I you stuff. know what? They bring back some memories for me too. So that's yeah, that's cool. I mean, really, it's the people that the producer and director that was really deserve them. With credit, but yeah. you know, we all kind of collaborated on ideas and stuff like that. So whatever. Yeah, there, there were always good ones, and uh, my favorite ones actually were the ones where you're redoing the newsroom, and it would cut into you, you know, redoing the carpet. Oh yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, right, you know, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I right. So right, I remember that. Those yeah. are those are pretty great. And uh, what I thought was funny was uh, in a whole bunch of them, you referred to the good old days or the glory days of Boston sports. And you kind of captured what it meant to be a, a Boston sports fan where we, we kind of bemoan the past, but kind of look at it fondly, uh, you know, walking around town, you got people that remember the Red Sox almost more fondly, you know, when they couldn't buy a world series and they couldn't win anything and remembering, you know, Boston sports more fondly in the nineties. And, do people often forget that we're, we're kind of in the middle of the glory days right now? You know, the Red Sox are resurgent. The Patriots still have Brady. We're not too far removed from the Celtics being a championship team. The Bruins are doing so well. I mean, it's a pretty good time to be a Boston sports fan, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's really kind of the best. But on the other hand, let me tell you, I can't remember. Uh, it was fun being a loser. I mean, <laughs> it was it was some comedy involved in being, yeah. you know, a perpetual loser, whether it was the Red Sox or Patriots or whatever. And if you couldn't find humor in that, then you really didn't deserve to be a sports fan because sports, sports in Boston at that time, humor came with it. And you had to, you had to have a sense of humor. Uh, 
And I, that's why I think it was that was as much of a glory time as to be a sports fan as now because mm-hmm. any, anybody would be a sports fan now because you, they're winning. You know, winning is yeah. easy to, to follow. It's the losing that sometimes is tough but can also be funny, actually. Yeah, it definitely can be, and that's. It seemed like you know, right? You were the right guy at the right time for that. Certainly, with your sense of humor, and uh, you know, obviously, you get well, out of that came the why can't we get players like that and things along those lines. Yeah, I just that's that's true. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, I was just really, I was just really serious about not being serious. It was because yeah. um, <laughs> you know you start taking that stuff that seriously each and every night, and it was sports. It wouldn't be around very long, really. Just, it was a. Sur- <laughs> It was a way to survive, and it was kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely true. And well, getting back to uh, modern day New England sports, uh, obviously the New England Patriots are opening up uh, this weekend. They, uh, the Patriots, I got to tell you, one of the luckier teams in the league. I, I know people here like to dwell on the bad luck, but they get to face the Bills with an undrafted rookie quarterback starting. So. You can't ask for a much easier opening day game. Uh, it looked a little rough at times in the preseason. The receivers aren't what they used to be, but they still got Brady and Belichick. Uh, just kind of what are you looking at for the Patriots, and are you excited for week one, or is this kind of just becoming a routine thing with uh, the team being a contender every year? Uh, yeah, I'm not as excited as normal because it's, it's expected. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to watching – course Brady but uh, the two guys I'm really looking forward to, to watching with the Patriots are Sudfeld the tight end mm-hmm. and uh, Amendola those yeah. are the two guys yeah, every, everything else is, is filler I don't care about their running game I don't care about their you know the things they have to do to win like pass defense and all that stuff but I'm just kind of in, interested in Sudfeld and Amendola and, because I clearly expect them to be Buffalo and to beat the Jets and uh, and really that get ready for their first real test, which will be in Atlanta. But it's also against the NFC, so it's uh, it's semi-important. It's not you know NFC games aren't the most important uh, games. Of course, it's the AFC and then it's the division. So it's yeah. there are different levels of importance when it comes to deciding where you're going to end up in the in the postseason. Yeah, well, there's definitely different levels of importance, but there's also uh, different degrees of difficulty. And uh, I think most Patriots fans are kind of writing off those first two weeks. You know, the Bills might be, and the Bills and the Jets I think so. I don't might know if, be two I don't of the know five worst mistake, teams. But yeah. I know, yeah, I don't know if that's a mistake, but it is, you know, that's what the schedule says. You're going to be here, you're going to be there, you're going to be playing Buffalo, you're going to be playing the Jets. So you, you do that, and then you see what happens. So, again, as is the case, so you know yeah. that injuries just and injuries in this league determine everything, uh, and it's yeah. just one of those things you cannot control. Mm-hmm. No, you really can't. <laughs> and so, uh, well, the Patriots have had to deal with more than just injuries. They've had a pretty turbulent off season. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd say obviously that. They're just I, not know, bringing I, guys back. Good. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I would say the uh, Hernandez fallout. We'll see. We'll see if Sudfeld can make people forget about Hernandez. But yeah. you know, Hernandez was a pretty good player. That's the that's the sad part about it. Not only for yeah. uh, the fans, but obviously for him. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, again, we've talked about it a lot. It's been the big story this summer, really, really sad, really tragic tale. And obviously more is coming out about it uh, every single day. But from the Patriots standpoint, you know, with Gronkowski hurt, they feel like Sudfeld's coming along pretty well. But they go from having arguably the best tight end duo in NFL history to maybe not having either one of them for a, a certain period of time. We really don't know what to expect from Gronkowski at this point. Uh, yeah, that's but, the thing. I mean, he can he play somebody? I suppose he could. So, I, I, but I don't think they're going to mess around with him uh, in these games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I know you got to you got to get some game action. So, uh, mm-hmm. I would like to think they'll be based upon last year a little more cautious in how they use him than than last year because we know what happened last year. So he could still be yeah. the great player. It's just you got to keep him on the field. Yeah, I know. There's so many, and there's so many former greats you could say that about is that they, you know, never got to really realize their potential. So, you know, from a, just a football fan's perspective, I hope the Patriots are careful with him because uh, he's physically one of the most impressive tight ends we've seen in the league. And gosh, probably, probably ever. He's as physically impressive as anybody. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a lot of fun. <laughs> he's a lot of fun to watch on and off the field. Totally. He's quite the character. Totally. You, know what was really, you know what was really sad? Um, i got to tell you this. I was watching. I watched an interview with Gronkowski last night. I'm not sure what, what station. It might have been on the NFL Network. I don't know. Um, but he was talking about how great it, would be, it is going to be to get back on the field and to be playing football. And all I could think of was that he was he was talking uh, uh, to Aaron Hernandez. You know, it was the same stuff yeah. that he's saying that you know Aaron Hernandez would say, uh, but never will get to. It's just what was really kind of yeah. – it was just kind of sad to hear him to hear him go on, but he was, mm-hmm. it was actually applying to him, but it also applied to the guy that is not going to be there anymore. So, yeah. I mean, that's what they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, that's, that is what they're going to have to deal with, you know, injuries you know, and, and crimes. The thing is that this year, the Red Sox are going to be uh, – there's going to be some competition for a couple months, except September and October. I, I do think the Red Sox – I mean, just because they scored 20 runs on the best team in baseball, I you know, can't get yeah. a little overwhelmed here. But this, this whole series, seven games against the Yankees, um, yeah. they could put the Yankees away here. They could – of the four games, if they won three of the four, if they actually won two of the four, uh, they could put the Yankees away here. So that's where they are this weekend. Yeah, well, they're up what I believe five and a half. They just put twenty on twenty on the Tigers uh, in Fenway, and whoa, big series like you mentioned at Yankee Stadium. I believe starts tonight around seven. They'll play the Yankees for four. Then they go to Tampa for three. Come back to Fenway and play the Yankees for three more. So I know. Yeah, these uh, next thirteen games, they could win the division. This is it, right? This is this is kind of the. Uh, Stretch to look at and say, well, it's now or never. And uh, yeah, I think they're in, I think they're in as good a shape as they've been all year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, you know, anytime you can enter September up more than five games with, you know, a stretch like this to close things out, you got to feel pretty good about yourself. You got to feel pretty good about the starting pitching and the offense we've known has been there. But wow, anytime you put twenty runs up in one game, uh, you got to feel like Boston's as good as anybody. One of those freak nights, I tell you. Idiot, uh, as any Red Sox fan 
he was talking about going back in the 90s and um, and even the 80s. Any Red Sox fan can never feel too comfortable until uh, yeah. the deal is done. I mean, we've been here. We've done that. Uh, we've got excited before the rug's been pulled out from underneath us in the past. So you don't want to get too excited, but you'd like to think this club is stable enough to withstand any any real uh, run from any one of these teams. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. And it, it's funny because we talk about, you know, kind of the Boston sports mentality, you know, uh, sometimes you try to see the dark lining on the silver cloud sometimes. And uh, I saw some people on Facebook posting when they were, you know, they're at like 17 or 18 runs. And they were like, well, we're definitely getting swept by the Yankees now because we just used up all, all of our runs. And I was like, wow, well, what a, what a unique way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, too. Are they going to throw at anybody, you know, or, to uh, yeah. give some retribution back. I don't know. I mean, who would you pick to throw it? I guess it would be Pedroia. I would think. Yeah. I would think that uh, if you want to throw it anybody, you're not going to throw it Ortiz. I don't think. I don't think you're going to throw it uh, Ellsbury, although you might. But you might throw it Pedroia. I mean, that's <laughs> that's sacred ground for the Red Sox, and that's we'll see. I don't know if they'll. Yeah, yeah, it's always, it's always possible, but 
I don't think it bothers him with Belichick. We'll just see how they do on the field tonight. I hope he has a big night tonight, and, and people will say, well, how come we can't get players like that? <laughs> I, I definitely think we will uh, we'll hear a few people say that sometime this year because you know at some point Wes Welker is going to put up a, a 10-catch, 150-yard, two-touchdown performance. <laughs> totally, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And he, he kind of fits in with exactly what Denver needs. You know, they've got Demarius Thomas on one side, Eric Decker on the other. They needed that little slot guy that can make those quick moves uh, and do, you know, almost exactly what Welker has been doing for the Patriots uh, in past years and you know, what guys like Brandon Stokely have done with Manning in the past, but uh, he certainly looks like he's the missing part of their offense. Uh, Long-term, you know, we talk about the first couple games, you look at the Patriots, the league seems to be, you know, the Patriots are always a contender, but teams like Denver, uh, you know, teams out in the NFC, like Green Bay, San Francisco, Seattle, uh, you know, Atlanta, do you think the Patriots, do you think of them, in that tier of, of the top contenders this year, or do they just not have enough weapons right now? I think, you I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots are definitely there, but I do mm-hmm. think that Seattle and San Francisco might be two of the best teams uh, in the whole league. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that Green Bay is back up to that standard, but there's no question. Uh, I think the Patriots are definitely there. Certainly they're playing mm-hmm. this their division is is a piece of cake. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that they're going to win the division, or shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, and I always look at it this way: the Patriots are kind of scheduled eleven wins. Uh, you know, you got six in that division. You know, whoever they play across in the AFC, they'll probably win two or three of those. Whoever they'll play across in the AFC, with two or three of those. So, you know, they're going to be in there. But, you know, the last couple of years. Joe Flacco out playing Tom Brady in the playoffs. And, I know. And now I know. Brady, that Denver, was painful. Yeah. That was painful. Yeah, I know. But I don't know what. Let's not go back. Let's not revisit that. That happened, <laughs> and you know, something was something was wrong there. Yeah, something was uh, amiss. But, of course, you know, these things don't exist in a vacuum. Brady was playing against a really good Ravens defense, and Flacco was playing against a mediocre Patriots defense. (laughs) So, well, it wasn't, you know, Tom Brady and Joe Flacco thrown against each other. Right. Right. No, that's true, but Flacco did have a terrific game. He did, yeah. I mean, he had one of the all-time great playoff and Super Bowl runs last year, and uh, he got paid for it. Right, more, you know, all the credit in the world to him. I was, but, uh, just never, I was just never a Flacco fan, but he proved me yeah. wrong. I mean, I, I got to say that he was he was the man last year. But that was last year. Let's see what the – I think <laughs> Brady's got one or two championships left in him. I hope so. One or, one or two championships. That would certainly uh, be a big deal. You know, he's still one – he's still that one Super Bowl win. I thought he was going to get it multiple times. From tying Montana and Bradshaw for I know. Super Bowl titles, uh, I know you're a huge, huge Brady fan. For your money, is he the best quarterback, at least that you've ever seen? Well, you know, he's really good at slowing the game down. That some things he is, uh, mm-hmm. he, he he's really he could be a little more mobile. I mean, if he took everything. Well, he's certainly one of the top five, because if I said he was better than Peyton Manning, I would be lying, because I think Manning's got mm-hmm. some great skills that Brady doesn't have. So they all bring something mm-hmm. a little different to the table. Uh, mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I think we've been really lucky to have somebody that he, he can think. He's another coach out there on the field when he plays. He slows yeah. the game down. It's all about tempo with him. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only does he slow it down, but he can speed it up. And, speed it up, and yeah. He's, he's got the – he's. The tempo is the key with him. I think he's got a great feel for the natural pace of the game that he's in. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, people always talk about Peyton Manning as being a coach on the field, but really in the past half decade, Tom Brady is, uh, has been every bit uh, as much a, a field general, you know, making calls at the line. They've been running the no huddle the last couple of years, and, and he's led yeah. it pretty flawlessly. Yeah. He's not, yeah, I mean, I love – I love the fact when they really amp it up, you know, when they really, mm-hmm. they go, uh, you know, high turbo. They've got you know, <laughs> three or four different speeds on that, uh, I know, Arnold. But when they really yeah. amp it up, that's that's pretty exciting stuff. And I, you know what, I think that's when he's at his best in the no mm-hmm. uh in his imp- improvisation, for sure. Yeah, definitely, and, you know, they keep defenses on their heels, and it's almost like watching some of those college teams, like watching Oregon run up, and they just want to play every 15 seconds or less, and you really don't have a time well, to adjust to the I'm defense really, or stuff. I'm really, I'm really interested in seeing how uh, Chip Telly does in Philadelphia. I'm real, uh, yeah. That would be a pretty exciting team to watch, you know, especially if Vic stays healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. He could be a really effective quarterback this year. Um, they, you know what, I'm, I'm interested, uh, clearly, uh, I'd, love, I'd love to. I'm looking forward to watching them play, and to see how yeah. he's been able to uh, adapt them to the Oregon style. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those uh, storylines that even if they're not good right away, they're still gonna be must see television just because they're gonna be really interesting to watch on offense. But we'll see. Right. I, I think having Vic there. Uh, really makes the transition a lot smoother because he's you know he's a mobile guy, right. but he's also been That's a decent right. passer in the past and he's experienced. I, I absolutely, you know, we're thinking the same way. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Bob. That's all I've got for you today. I'll let I'll let you get going. Thanks so well, much for good. joining us. <laughs> most well, definitely. See, uh, uh, and thank you. Go ahead, Bob. So I'm glad to be here, and I'm looking forward to those little vignettes you said are. Um, <laughs> are out there so let's see what happens most definitely i'll get those up for you and thanks to everybody for listening at home this has been catching up with bob labelle i'm your host joe perlo of sweetsports.com we'll catch you this time next week bye everyone